Hello, this is Full Manga Librarians. We're your friendly intermediate teen librarians, Kelly and Carrie from the Akron Summit County Public Library. And we're here today to talk all about manga. Every other week, we'll suggest manga you may want to read. And all of the manga we mention will be available to order through the library, either physically or digitally. We'll go over what the manga is about, connect it to other media outside of the manga realm, and offer other important details, such as suggested age level or content awareness. We will do our best to avoid spoilers, but some may squeak by. We apologize in advance for mispronunciations. So, Miss Kelly, I have a question for you this week, as always. Mm-hmm. And when I when I wrote this question, I didn't really think about it. I just thought, okay, this would be a good question. And then I had to come up with an answer myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm kicking myself now. <laughs> what character death in a manga hit you hard? Now, I wanted to say, like, the hardest, but, you know, can you really pick one that was the hardest? And also, how can you – how can we really – convey it without maybe spoiling it so it's a little tricky okay so i'm gonna try to talk my way around this and people (laughs) who have seen this anime will know what i'm talking about okay so i'm just gonna use this example because it's probably the easiest without trying uh, i'll try not to spoil it so in fulmina alchemist there are actually a few people who end up dying. I'm not going to say who who they are, but there are there are a couple in particular that really hit me hard. I remember as a teenager, I was watching FMA, and one of these characters is just so full of life and energy and love, and then this person is just snuffed from existence in such like a heartless cold way that I was just like, what just happened? And then there are two other characters that they're not necessarily dead at the outset, but eventually um, there are these two characters together that both meet the same fate and it's super famous in the anime community. If you have watched FMA, like there's always a troll on the internet that yes. drops these two characters' names. <laughs> and yes. it's like, why would you do that? I'm reliving this moment. And everybody just tears them up. They're like, are you a monster? Like, why did you do this? Yes. So those, those deaths. <laughs> yep. Those, those were really rough. I, and I, I wasn't sure about bringing those up because, of course, I... I wrote the question and I thought, oh my God, how am I going to, because all of these come to mind, you know, and FMA, of course, you know, that one just had me. And I, I cried so much at the end of Brotherhood. Like oh I thought God. I was going to be sick, like yes. the last episode of Brotherhood. And I was just like, why, why did I do it to myself? But it was so incredible at the end. It was so incredible. It was, it was the perfect yes. ending. <laughs> it was, and it was painful, but yes, yeah. Yes. And it was, it was a happy ending though. So it was yeah. just rough. Um, but the, the one character dies and there's someone who went before them and they're in the afterlife and they turn around and see this person who has just died. And they're like, oh, it's you. And I'm, oh my God, I'm like tearing up just remembering it because oh it was just, you know, my gosh. But for me, um, I, I guess I can kind of narrow it. I can't really narrow it down, but there's one in your lie in April. That, oh my that's gosh. Really heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. It's one of, and that's one where you just say your lie in April and everybody starts crying. Um, 
which and that's a gorgeous one is gorgeous music gorgeous everything and you know this person is probably going to die and you're like no they wouldn't do that well they do they and do. yeah so and it's it just hurts and also there's a cat that dies and i can't stand that so that's <laughs> that it hurts when when a cat dies i'm just like why um um i'm as i've mentioned before i'm a huge fate fan so the fate mm -hmm. franchise um but really fate zero and uh heaven's feel just um sobbing in the movie theater um it, uh, and I, I couldn't say the characters because yeah, those would be big spoilers, but those, I actually, um, have tattoos to commemorate certain characters. Um, Noragami, there's a character who dies before it even starts. And then you find out later in the series, like how this person, and you're like, what, yes. what? what is wrong oh, with people? Like, like this person, this, this character is murdered and you're like, oh my, like, oh my gosh. My daughter flipped out. Like we were both just flipping out. Like, how did this even happen? Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Sword Art Online. I have tattoos oh my gosh, to commemorate yes. two characters in that. That just. Um, my daughter has a huge tattoo for one of them. That's gorgeous. But I mean, we even say like their name and just start crying. Um, um, Fruits Basket. And we all know the mom. The mom in Fruits Basket dies before it starts. But she's right, right. such a central figure to so much of what the main character does and at the end um the the main character kind of has to choose to, you know to to live in the past with the memory of her mom or to move forward um, i'm starting to cry just thinking about it because it was just it was so beautiful but it was like really painful and i just i love her mom so much and it just really hurt me to to see that even though it was like it's one of those like things that you have to get through to grow up you know it was just yeah. um and her mom would have been ha would be happy that she can move on with her life, you know, because that's what she, you know, she's supposed to do. And then Tokyo Babylon, which I need to talk about in a future episode. Um, Tokyo Babylon hurt me so much. And there's a there's a character there's more than one character death, but there's one that was just so brutal and just came out of nowhere. And oh my god. Okay, the <sighs> only thing I've really heard because I want to read it. I've heard good things but the only thing i've heard is that the ending is kind of wild and that it might be sad it might be sad okay <laughs> um well let's let's just preface this by for anyone who doesn't know tokyo babylon it is clamp and it's older clamp older clamp is brutal in every possible way mm -hmm. so um i i adore clamp but man they really that was just a real painful <laughs> one I, I love Tokyo Babylon and yeah, you definitely need to go there, Kelly. You definitely okay. need to go there. It's on my list. <laughs> yes. I love older clamp than this and X. X was rough too. Yeah. I just need to like talk about Tokyo Babylon and X at some point. So yeah, make a note of that and I will just bring a box of Kleenex cause I will be sobbing through the whole thing, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> all that being said, I'm wiping my eyes. Just, okay. Let's see what you have for us this week. Okay, so this week we're both talking about darker, dark, magical girls. And so I was racking my brain for dark, magical girls. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do Kill a Kill. And Okay, where to begin? Okay, so this manga isn't exactly horrifically dark, but more so like comedically dark. 
So if you like the magical girl genre, but have ever wondered whether or not the genre could be both over the top and low key disturbing, check out Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill features a schoolgirl named Rukio Matoyi, who is out for blood when she comes home one day to discover her father dead with one half of a giant pair of scissors lodged in his chest. So this leads Rukio to Hanouji Academy, a school that's wacky in a variety of ways. She stands in front of the student council president, Satsuki Kiruin, who basically controls the school as an, with an iron fist. After Rukio's utter defeat from one of Satsuki's lackeys, no less, she runs away, extremely smart on her part, and literally <laughs> falls onto a magical sailor suit that is fueled by blood. So this suit can talk and is extremely powerful to the wearer, giving Rukio perhaps a decent shot at avenging her father. So as stated, this manga is wacky. It features skimpy outfits, partial nudity, sexual themes, dark themes, and an exorbitant amount of violence. For example, it rains blood at one point. So it's for older teens or adults, I would say. And obviously you'd have to be okay with all of the above. The manga is the manga is only three volumes long, and the anime only got one season. So if you do happen to read the series and you want more of that over-the-top feel, be sure to pick up, be sure to pick up Gurren Lagan. This story is set in the future, and humans are just as subjected to awful situations as in Kill a Kill. But instead of magical armor or tire, there are mecha. You know. Kill the Kill also reminds me of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So if any of you <laughs> like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, maybe check that. Maybe check this out as well. Pick up Kill a Kill if you want to be dazzled by the artwork, wowed by the battles, and taken hostage by the hilarity of it all. Now, I did think of Gurren Lagann when I watched Kill a Kill. I haven't read Kill a Kill, but I watched it. And it's just so crazy over the top. But of course, Gurren Lagann <laughs> is the same style from the same like, studio. Um, Mm-hmm. But I hadn't thought of JoJo, but <laughs> when you talk about over the top, I mean, JoJo is really up there. And yeah, Kill a Kill is like super overkill <laughs> in every possible way. Like you yes. really have to just go with it. And most people I know, as far as the anime is like, people either love it or hate it. There's nobody who's like, yeah, yeah Kill a Kill was okay. They're either like, this was crazy. I didn't even know what was going on. I couldn't handle it. Or they're like, I am so in love with it. Um, at, yeah. Matt Suri- at Matt Suricon, um, a few years ago, there were two guys who actually got in a fight at a panel about <gasps> Kill a Kill because they were arguing over which one of them could claim Satsuki as his wife. And they actually <gasps> got in a physical fight over this. <gasps> oh my gosh. It was hilarious. I would, and these were grown men. These weren't like teenagers. These were like, you know, actually like men probably close to my age, maybe like in oh their God. 40s. And they were actually <laughs> fist fighting over it. And we're just like, what is happening? This is okay. You know, we take our manga and animate very seriously, but, um, but yeah, that's that's very seriously. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, you have to be able to suspend your disbelief, um, quite a bit during like watching or reading this kind of thing. It's like Miss Carrie said, it's over the top. And it's very graphic over the top. So yes. Very skimpy outfits, a, you know, sexual innuendo that's a little more than innuendo. But there's nothing like, mm-hmm. I mean, like 
they're not buck naked or anything, but, but you know, what's going but on, but they're close. And yes. It, it's, it's very crazy. The violence is crazy. It's just, it's, it's a great ride though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I have is not, is not a great ride, but it's totally a don't miss if you, um, like your magical girls dark. Um, and if you know a fellow manga or anime fan who cringes at the word contract, mm-hmm. odds are they've been immersed in the psychological t- terror that is Quella Magi Madoka Magica. And I usually just refer to it as Madoka because that's a mouthful. At first glance, this might seem like a cute magical girl tale um, because of the cover. It looks like it's about friendship and fun of quests shared that strengthen their relationships. And you wouldn't be completely wrong. The friendship here is key, the bonds are unbreakable, and there are plenty of really cute outfits. Aside from that, in Madoka Magica, we have a story about the price of desire, a steep cost to making one's dreams come true, regardless of what that desire or wish might be. And in the case of these girls, it is almost universally an unselfish wish. Madoka is your average middle school student who happens to run into a strange yet adorable cat-like creature called Kyube, who offers her, as well as her best friend Sayaka, a contract. In exchange for making a wish of hers come true, she will become a magical girl with a duty to fight witches. But what exactly does this entail? This is where the story becomes a little tricky to describe without spoilers. Homura, a new transfer student who strikes something in Madoka's memory, arrives to complicate her indecisiveness about the contract, and the terror begins. The anime series was created before the manga, And the manga pretty faithfully follows the anime with a chapter for each episode. So there are three volumes with four chapters each because there are 12 episodes. This is really a unique situation and not usually what we see in manga and anime adaptations. This makes for a very fast pace for the manga. And while the anime moves quickly, I like to recommend that readers catch the anime as well to get a fuller, more fleshed out version of certain aspects of the story. But I don't want anyone to think I'm saying the manga isn't good because it is. It's just that the choice to present the story in its entirety in such a short number of pages makes for necessary omissions that some may think aren't vital. That being said, there are some instances where explanations are lengthier or visual depictions are more detailed in the manga than in the anime, and the art is very different. Um, like, Kube is super, super adorable in the manga. Like, he's cute mm. in the anime, but oh my gosh. And of course, that just makes for it like this emotional conflict. Like, how can something be that be that adorable and be so cold? And I oh mm-hmm. gosh. Um, so let's just say read and watch, and we'll leave it at that. There are also several spin-off manga series, all with a few volumes that are quick reads, and movies and games to add to this ever-increasing universe. The girl's adorable appearance and youthful innocence makes for a heartbreaking contrast with the darkness they face, as does the painful realization that hope and love can't always win against evil. A key component in this story is the lack of male influence. There aren't any boys to impress or fight over or to come to save the girls when they're in dangerous situations, which is all the time. So it's kind of hard to come up with an equivalent outside of the manga anime realm, um, but I think Kendara Blake's uh, Three Dark Crown series comes pretty close. The triplet sisters in this series are tasked with fighting each other to the death to see who is a better fit to become queen. They each have a different supernatural power, um, and they struggle with a desire to rule in contrast to the wish that their lives were that of any other sisters in the land without the constant pressure to kill each other, which is something that's been passed down, this this legendary fate that they have. So um, 
they're, they're just tasked with doing this from outside forces that the pressure to do this, but they really don't want to. Um, there are male characters who influence them, but I think the girls really look to themselves to make their ultimate choices. Um, so if you enjoyed Three Dark Crowns, you should definitely like Madoka. Um, and honestly, I think if you like Hitchcock films, this might seem kind of strange, but that Hitchcock, the, the, the shock, the shock of how, you know, there's, there's that innocence and then mm. the, the horror that, that is visited upon them. And there's like really nothing they can do about that. You know, you think like psycho vertigo, um, the birds, you know, and, and, and how the women are really forced into these horrific situations and they're, they're really victimized. What can they do? And the, the girls in Madoka, they, they really fight against what they end up you know, it's, it's hard to explain without spoilers really. Um, but if you like Hitchcock and you, you want to step into uh, the anime manga realm, I think this is a good place to start. So just like, don't even think about what the cover looks like or how <laughs> it seems. Um, you just jump in and you'll see, you'll see there's, there's plenty to connect it to that kind of psychological, it's very much psychological terror. Um, hmm. So kind of going back to your point of having something innocent and then contrasting that with darkness, with, you know, pain and uh, that kind of side of the coin. I feel like Magical Girl is the perfect place to do this, especially when they're drawn like they are um, in this anime, in this manga. And I feel like it's interesting because Sailor Moon, which kind of kickstarted the whole magical girl craze, is not, I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's much darker than what people realize. Yes. And it's interesting that now we have we have Madoka and it's 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 almost like a okay, look at me. I'm cute. You should pick me up. This is enticing. And then, oh, by the way, there are some pretty dark, heavy things that are happening. And I feel like I, I'm wondering why there aren't. I know there are other dark magical girl concepts and dark magical girl um, manga out there, but I feel like there aren't as many as I thought there would be. I don't know. Yeah, is that I don't yeah, I feel like there's not, there aren't as many like these, not like Sailor Moon right. has the darkness. Well, the darkness in Sailor Moon isn't like consistently slapping you in the face, like Madison, right. <laughs> um, but it's there, but it's there and it, it sneaks up on you because yeah, they're fighting and they're having these, you know, these interactions at school and, and this kind of thing. But Madoka is very much immersed in um, the fighting and the witches and, mm. and, and just like what, what their involvement in becoming a magical girl has done to their lives. Like, I mean, they're, they're just so immersed in it. They can't get out. There's only one way out. So it's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very upsetting. It's just, and they're speaking of character deaths. I mean, it's, it's brutal, absolutely brutal. And uh, the anime, um, one of the creators of the anime um, was responsible for a psychopath. Mm. Um, which is one of my favorite anime ever. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like, if you like Blade Runner, you would love Psychopaths. It's futuristic police, mm. like police procedural supernatural drama. 
It's really, really incredible. But he's also responsible for Fate Zero, which is so close to my heart. Um, so, yeah, it, it explains a lot. When I found out that he was responsible for Madoka, I'm like, okay, okay, yep. I can see that his how his mind works. It's across the board here. And remember, all of the manga we've discussed today are available here at the Akron Summit County Public Library. You can give us a call or check out our website at akronlibrary.org to find your copy. We'll have another episode for you in two weeks. This has been Full Manga Librarians, and we thank you for listening. <laughs>